Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Okay, everyone, this is Peter Mingles on the Dash Radio. We're going to get started in just a second with our special guest, but i got to share with you, for those people that are listening in, I am usually here with our co-host. Her name is Dawn Wright DeBronce, and Dawn is not here just yet because she is attending a very long marathon marketing meeting with a new company that she is working with. So she asked me this week if I could stand in for some of the calls, and we'll do them solo. So I promised you she would be here last week. She never showed up. Yes, she is still alive. If I have to show you pictures, I will. But the reality is, is I get a chance to have a special interview with our guest speaker, Jim Mellis. Now, for those people that like to follow along, you can follow his website on jimmellis.com. So you go to www.jimmellis.com. And we are going to have some fun today. And, Jim, i got to share with you, after the day that I have been having with the utility guys that cut my Internet connection on a Monday, could you imagine it? They put it up <laughs> just in time. I needed you being funny on this radio show. Thank you very much. More than you needed to be on this show because I was ready to kill those guys. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try to do my best there. You, you already did. You already did, because I watched some video clips of you on YouTube, and I just, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. Good stuff. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Most of that stuff is true. It's not, you know, it, it wasn't meant to be funny, but when I would tell people stories, they'd laugh, so I figured I'll try it on stage there. And it's so good. Now, let's. we're going to go through a little bit of a background, but I'll give you a little bit of background on us as well. long time ago, when we first decided to do this, was in December of just 2012. And we were looking for a theme. And the theme we kind of collectively came across was called The Dash. And if you've ever seen, you know, the, maybe the, the literature on The Dash, is everybody's like on their tombstone, perhaps if they have tombstones. They have a date of birth and then a date of when they're done and then everything in between is represented by that dash and unfortunately that dash is just a couple of inches maybe if you're if you have a big tombstone just a quarter of a couple of inches maybe if you're small and only the people closest to you really know what's inside and our commitment was to get as many people on our radio show and into the businesses we're with helping to enrich the lives of people and I know that you're a CFO by trade and you've done some really cool things in corporate America, but you also blend it with the things that you're doing on stage. And what a wonderful experience because i got to share with you, the, the fun stuff that I saw on your YouTube video helped me with a mind shift change that was happening because my Monday started off with no Internet connection, and I didn't realize a utility guy kind of chopped the wires. It adds a, quite a considerable level of stress in my life if I can't be on. So there's a blend between business and uh, humor and comedy that could be life-changing or life-saving. So I appreciate all the cool things that you do. So uh, Thank you. You're welcome. So let's get started with who you are. So, and a little bit about your background. And I kind of laugh along with you because I grew up in the same neighborhoods I think you grew up in. And when you were describing your background, I could, I was living it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah it, it, it's very strange how a lot of us, even if you didn't live in New York or, or New Jersey, the suburbs, or, or anywhere, um, it, you could be in India and you'd have the same sort of, uh, I, I know this only because the guests have come up. You know, audience met people have come up, and they're 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 they could be with from a black background or an Indian background or a Chinese background or anything, and they have the same sort of deal going on in their life. <laughs> yes, and it was funny stuff. Now, when I was watching the first YouTube video of you, it was somebody in the audience must have recorded. It was the first one that I saw. And it was kind of blurry, and it was really hard to hear, and I heard every other word, and I heard some of the jokes. 
and I could I really liked what I heard, even though I didn't hear it all. I was thinking like this guy's really funny. I just wish I could really hear what he's saying. And then I saw a clearer one. <laughs> it was hysterical. So yeah. it was just really great. So tell us more about your background. Like I know the comedy stuff, the big yeah, head, yeah, I was, the I hairy was back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll fill you I'll fill you in on that stuff too. But yeah, I was uh, I'm I'm Greek, you know. To all the all your listeners, uh, it, I'm Greek. So if you don't know what that looks like, it means uh, you know, like you said, big head, big nose, one eyebrow, the hairy back didn't start setting until I was seven, but. You know that kind of thing. So, so, uh, I, I, but basically, I came from a Greek family. My parents were both Greek, and they were from the exact same uh, island. So, and if you follow their tree back far enough, maybe I think six or seven or eight generations back, they were. You'll see that they were cousins. So that's why I look a little bit funny there. Right. Uh, but, but, um, but yeah, they didn't get too far from the family tree. And basically, everyone on that island, they kind. Kind of related somehow, but so, so I was in the finance world for about 23 years or so. I was a controller in, in the accounting department of a few different banks in New York. Then, after 9/11, I became a controller at a hospital for a few years. Uh, the banking world wasn't doing so well around 9/11, and I helped the hospital clean up their finances. Then. For the last uh, six or seven years in the corporate world, I was a, a CFO at a college, and I helped them turn their finances around. They were hurting badly. They, they, there was, a, it was very stressful. I mean, they, they, they. I came in and stopped the bleeding and made them financially solid. They, they were hurting. Um, let me. They had like two or three audits that weren't done. They, they had IRS liens. They, they owed like eight years of back taxes for payroll they 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 didn't even know who owed them money or who they owed money it was wow. it was it was rough it, it, accounts receivable accounts payable nothing and and uh we had um even the employees you know people i would my first day on the job i had people screaming on the phone at me uh you know i haven't been paid and all that kind of you know teachers that haven't been paid from last semester that kind of thing cursing and yelling and screaming and it was a college for actors and actresses so everybody was very very dramatic and all that oh yeah so, so and i kind of everybody around me was kind of confused how i was taking it all calmly and in stride and and kind of working through it and all that so i figured wow not everybody knows how to work this way so but but basically that that came late you know all this stuff came later that i started showing other people but i thought it was strange not everyone tried to work from a good place but then about 13 years ago, this was during the time I was a, a CFO and, and controller at different places. I was at a party, and a, a comedy guy uh, heard me telling a story. I think it was about um, what happens when you bring a non-Greek girl to your house or something like that. You know, I think I, it, it, he saw me telling a story to my to my friends there, and He's like, you know what? You have a, a weird way of telling a story. It's very calm and relaxed, but it, it, it works. It's, you're not jumping up and down on the stage and screaming, and, 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 and it would work on the stage. Why don't we try it out? You know, write some stuff, and we'll put you on stage, and we'll see how it works. So, again, I'm a finance guy, no acting background at all. And I went to college for accounting finance. You know, I've, I've been doing that since I was 13 years old. So nothing, I didn't know uh, anything about this stuff. So I kind of went to the comic strip, which was kind of like the mecca of comedy. This is where um, Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy and all the, all the big heavyweights were found, at the, you know, were, were discovered. Ray Romano was discovered there. Seinfeld was discovered there. All these heavy hitters were discovered there. And so I went in there, and the place is tiny, really tiny. And, and seeing all the pictures on the wall, I got really nervous, and I went straight into the bathroom, which was about as big as, you know, as, as big as a, a chair or something. Or if you've ever been to a, a bathroom in an airplane, it's about as big as that. I walked in and I, I, I puked right away and there was another uh, comedian there and he's like, 
Oh, that's good. That means you care. Puking is good. It it, it means you're going to do your best and, and and all that stuff. I I try to I try to be nervous before every show. The guy said, but it doesn't work for me. I don't care as much. But this, you're going to do well up there. And then the guy comes up and says, "Okay, you got four minutes. You're up next." And again, ran to the bathroom and puked. And I, I'm in the suit and tie and the briefcase and went right up on stage and just started telling people my my story and it worked it worked out great and and I never looked back since then so so and now I kind of done both uh, uh my son was born uh and I wanted to be home with him he was born about 2 years ago he I wanted to be home and see the first time he uh walked and crawled and do all that good stuff so I decided to do the the CFO consulting from from home, so I can wow. be around him all the time, and I kind of merged the two together, also because I figured not everybody is uh, not everybody is used to this. Like finance scares people. I learned that a lot at the at the school. I mean, I remember I told you it was a college for actors and actresses. I was the ugliest guy in the building. Again, my wife thought I was running a brothel. Everyone looked like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> And I look like Scotty Pippen. For your listeners, he was probably the one of the greatest basketball players. He was right next to Michael Jordan when he did all the amazing things, but he's the ugliest guy around. So I look like him, only a lot less coordinated there. <laughs> all that. so, Funny but, stuff. But basically, uh, I, I would talk about finances. At the, this is the one that had all these problems and and they would get nervous fear in their eye tears and they're not doing well it was a, it was a mess and i kind of talked about numbers in a in a way where they could understand it i wasn't using big words i wasn't using crazy accounting terms and i made it so they can understand it and see it's not scary and i got all the different department heads and and academic people to help me work on a budget and and work on what we should cut and what we should keep and how to keep the keep everything going. So I made it very um I I I made it a lot less intimidating, I guess you could say. And Well, that's and, great great news. Well, and obviously you made a difference because it doesn't sound like that college would be around maybe today if it wasn't for the stuff that you did. Oh, that or, that's for sure. That that's for sure. They that's why <laughs> they they were hurting very badly. They they were looking to sell and all that kind of stuff and and merge with another college that, and and just be absorbed by the other college. So so they were going to sell for a lot less than they than they were worth there. And I kind of said, no, no, we just need to clean things up. It's going to be tough, but, it, we, you know, we got We can do this. Well, that sounds interesting. We're going to take – I want to get into some of the stuff that you've been doing relative to, the, you know, explanations about what a CFO does for the people that are listening in that might not necessarily know how that works and maybe how that gave you some, uh, uh, I guess, some of the wherewithal and some of the things that you did with, as you're taking your next step. And we're going to talk about the concept of your reasons for wanting to work from home. Interestingly enough, a lot of our guest speakers and a lot of the people that are really making a huge impact get a chance to blend not having an office or a traditional office, and they're doing stuff through their home office. So I'm going to push a couple of buttons over here. We're going to be right back. Thank you. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level? For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. 
and like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back. This is Peter Mingles. I'm running solo. Dawn Wright DeBronce is my guest uh, co-host. She is not here. She is still probably stuck in a marketing meeting. I should change the word. She's enjoying the benefits of being in a marathon marketing meeting with a company that she's been working with. And she asked me, <laughs> she asked me to take care of this one, and I'm having fun with our friend and our new guest speaker, uh, Jim Mellis. So, if you're on the web, what you want to do is you want to go to jimmellis.com. So, if you go to jimmellis.com. You can find some information over there. We have a lot of people, Jim, that are in home-based businesses, and sometimes they can influence the um, uh, opinions or maybe the decisions of their home offices. And if you ever wanted a really funny guy to be in your uh, meetings and you're doing some seminars or regional events or stuff like that, make sure you take a look at what Jim is doing. He's funny stuff. I'm positive he'll have to clean up a little bit of it for (laughs) for the corporate environment. But it was just really funny, really, really, really great stuff. So I always anticipate, Jim, that sometimes we use big words. And I know that, you know, I know what a CFO is, kind of, you know, based on the (laughs) stuff that I have done. But there might be some people that are listening in that really don't know what a CFO is or what a CFO does. So can you kind of cover that for some of the people that want to know, like, what was this guy doing beforehand? What is that CFO thing? So, so at, um, at, it's a chief financial officer. Basically, he, he's the numbers guy. He, he um, helps the company just make it, you know, figures out the future, you know, figures out whatever money we have, can we, can we make it to the end of the year, what are we going to need to do to make it to the end of the year, and then how are we going to keep going forward? If we don't have enough, what are we going to do to get more, or what do we cut, what do we do to increase revenue? But every every single thing, you're the backbone of the company. The, the CEO is usually, you know, that's the, the president, but the, the, the CFO is the guy that, that kind of makes it all happen. He's behind the scenes. He usually doesn't get any credit when things work well and is always blamed when things fall apart. You know, so he's, That's right. the, he's, Absolutely. The, he's the guy in the background, but but you need a good one. A lot of, so I guess you could say he's a, a glorified accountant, but it's not just an accountant. An accountant basically reports your numbers. CFO is like, how do we make it through? How do we get to the future? How do we get out of what we're in and how do we get bigger and better or, or whatever your goal is? He, he helps you get there. All right, so you get a chance to organize the chaos, look backwards on maybe things that are going on, and then have to look forward because you're the one who has to do the budget and all the other sort of stuff for the next coming year. By coincidence only, in the Wall Street Journal today, Wall Street Journal is one of my favorite papers, but in the Wall Street Journal today there was a CFO network meeting across uh, where they had large numbers of people that are top CFOs in many corporations, and these guys really do control a lot of the things that happen with the economy, uh, the company naturally, and it sounds like some of the roles that you did, you were really put in a a chaotic position sometimes. Oh, by the way, if we hear babies in the background, we know you're working from home. So I can talk for a little bit. If, I can talk for a little bit in case you have to take care of a little baby. <laughs> no, we're we're good. That's happened a few times when I'm on a conference call. What's that noise? Do you hear a baby crying? Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. There's a baby on the phone. Oh, oh, that that that's my assistant. He's just very very young. You know, yeah, really. Some, <laughs> Something like that. Well, let me, i got to share with you my background because when I first started, in, I was in direct sales and direct sales management. And, you know, you get kind of stuffy shirts and stuff like that, you know, when it comes, everything has to be quote-unquote professional. But when I started working from home, I realized that, you know, there'd be dogs barking in the background and kids coming in and screaming or lawnmowers or somebody with a leaf blower. And I said, you know what, I'm where I want to be. This is where I want to build my business. And I remember, though, when I was working in corporate America, you know, the background noise was usually me being stuck at an airport somewhere or, me, you know, or having, you know, you know, corporate stuff like secretaries yelling and stuff like that. And I said, you know what, that kind of background noise is welcome background noise. So hearing your little baby in the background to me is as comforting as it ever gets. You are where you are, and it's going to mean something to that young kid. So that's a great thing. 
Okay, so so that's where you were as a CFO, and it sounded like you had to organize a lot of chaos sometimes, especially in that one actor's college that you're referencing. Uh, oh, and even the hospital. I don't know if you know how hospitals work, but but uh, you know they're they're um, they have to accept everybody. They can't just pick and choose the patients and. A lot of them can't pay, and a lot of them think insurance covers everything when it really covers some of it. And, you know, it's tough. It was tough. Everywhere I went, there was some sort of mess that I had to clean up, and I started enjoying it. I would get bored when things were working nicely. (laughs) So so I kind of, I guess, started specializing in cleaning up messes there. And obviously a good reputation. That's why you got the opportunities that you did. So you did that, if I was trying to count score, you did that for 23 years, did you say? Yeah, yeah, like uh, right, uh, right, uh, basically 20, 23 years ago, and then about 30, so, so I started 23 years ago doing finance, but 13 years ago I was doing finance, and at night after after work, a long day at the office, I'd go straight to the comedy club. So 13 years ago I started doing both. Wow, well... <laughs> That's that's an amazing thing. So and then obviously when you had your son, um, you just somewhere along the line you decided that I want to stay closer to home. Yeah, but that was about he's he's just turned 19 months today. So about two years ago, I talked to my boss at the at the college at the time, and I said, "Listen, I have the place running great. I taught the staff everything they need to do. If you need me, anything gets complicated, you know, you, you could call me. I'll be working at home as a consultant, and and again, I won't leave you high and dry for anything." So. So it was nice. We I left amicably, and, and uh, everything was great. And they call me anytime they need help for anything. But um, I'm also helping other st- struggling companies get get going as well. So it stays exciting for me as well. And I get to stay home sometimes, or or if I do travel, I, I travel with my my son and my wife, that kind of thing. So it works wow. out pretty nicely. That's an ideal situation. That's an absolutely ideal situation. I, I mean, um, it's not. It's not easy. You gotta. Oh, you gotta no. have a plan. You don't just quit your job and hope somehow you're gonna get money in. But it. It definitely. And I thought it'd be a lot less work, but it's a lot more because it, it's hard to get anything done before seven. My son sleeps from seven a.m. to seven p.m. And, and and I'm sorry, the other way around, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So I'm one of the lucky ones. I can't complain. But during the day, you can't just leave him on the floor to play with himself because he'll grab a toaster, take a bath with it, and <laughs> kill himself. And then that'll just bring child services back again. And, and there's only so many times you could tell the same That's lady right. he fell down the stairs and all that stuff. <laughs> it's, it's like... And, and we're in a New York City apartment that's got wow. no stairs and all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's that's neat. So, so what was the mindset as far as okay, besides the baby, you know, how did you make that transition from uh, probably a regular job, a regular paycheck, a little bit of stability in your life, and then all of a sudden you're doing two things: raising a, or yeah. starting a family, and then. Uh, now all of a sudden, I'm going to call it the insecurity, more or less, of not knowing when that check might be coming in. So, what, how did you make that transition, if there was one? Well, well, Ed, I, I kind of uh, tried to to save a little bit of money, put some money on the side, knowing that it'll take me a while to get things going right, and and, and that I kind of been doing been doing uh, the the comedy stuff. So and, and so that kind of helps helped a little bit but again that this is a whole new field you know i'm going to be speaking about finance to to corporations i'm going to be helping corporations as a cfo and and so i i put some money away got a little bit of a line of credit to get me going and i just started beating the pavement you can't just put an ad and expect people to just start calling you up you need to you need to do the work too you need to shake hands and and you know networking isn't just like going into one of these networking places and eating the hors d'oeuvres you actually have to talk to people and they have to like you and you have to be likable and it's it's got to be not forced at the same time but 
you you got to make it happen at the same time. So not only are you a CFO now, but you're a salesman. And again, I'm not a salesman at all. <laughs> so it's a big thing. So a lot of it came through word of mouth. Um, you know, I would tell, I would do the work for some people. They would tell others. I would reach out to my friends, let them know I'm doing this on a consultant basis, and they'd they they spread the word for me. You know, the people that actually know the, what I've done. You know, bankers, accountants, auditors, that kind of thing. Vendors that that I've worked with in the past. I just kind of reached out to everyone because you can't just put an ad in a magazine and, and cross your fingers and. See, hope for the best there. Right. Well, I was. Um, uh, well, I could. I could say a couple of things about that. I was reading in the Wall Street Journal just a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, rather, and they're running an ad for a director of cybersecurity. <laughs> Let me see if I get this right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> director of cybersecurity for the IRS, and I'm like, let me see if I get this right. So you're running an ad in the Wall Street Journal for the guy who's going to handle the security for the IRS? I'm not so sure <laughs> if that's really the way you do it, but I guess that's maybe the way the government does it. Short wow. of that, yeah, I was like a little bit on the flawed side. I'm like, really? Is this just trying to fish out the people that are maybe the people that are trying to break into the computers or what? But for what you did, you know, I heard an expression a long time ago. Not advertising and promoting your business is a little bit like winking in the dark. If you're winking in the dark, I, I said, what does that mean? And they said, if, if you're winking in the dark, only you know you're doing it. You could be the funniest guy on the planet and be the, the most excellent CFO, but if, un, if and unless other people know what you're doing, it's like you're still doing it on your own by yourself and no one knows. So it sounds like even though your personality might not be initially to be that hard-charging sales guy, you recognize that if you didn't go out there and push it, it wasn't going to roll. Yeah, yeah. I hate I hate showing off. I hate saying great things about myself. And again, I blame my parents for that. But you don't you don't ever say good things about yourself. That's just how I was raised and all this. So it's it's a tough thing trying to toot your horn and all that stuff. So we a lot of it had to be rolling up the sleeves and actually showing people what I can do. No, that's showing that, you know, when I started at the school, I basically, the staff I had was people who didn't know anything about accounting, nothing, you know, so I I went out to all the colleges and got interns and, and basically learned the job they had to do and, and then taught it to them, you know, and I, so I actually did it, I knew how long it took, I knew how much time they needed to do each task and then just sat there and did it with them and then taught it to them. So everyone kind of knew that I was I was there if they needed to lean on me. I wasn't just some guy with his feet on his desk, you know, just sitting back signing things. You know, I actually did the work for for a long time before I handed over different pieces to it just to clean everything up. Right, and you put the systems in place. Well, we're going to take a little quick break over here. We'll be right back in just about a minute. We're talking to Jim Mellis. If you want to take a look at his website while we're waiting, jimmellis.com, J-I-M-M-E-L-I-S.com, and here we go. With iWowee, you've got a comprehensive video communication suite that will deliver more power, more impact, and more features than any other option. The iWowee video suite offers all these powerful tools and more. Multi-purpose video email for individualized one-to-one messages. Powerful video conferencing for collaborating many-to-many. Fast, efficient broadcasting for elegant one-to-many communications. There's no complicated separate products, no confusing monthly subscription plans, and no special hardware to buy. If you've got a webcam and internet access, you have all the tools you need to strengthen relationships, expand any business, touch lives, and change the world. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. Okay, we're back. Peter Mingles here, co-hosting solo. Dawn, right to Bronx, is my guest, uh, and she, oh, not my guest. She's our co-host, and she's um, probably still occupied in a wonderful marketing meeting 
the marathon marketing meeting, and I just told her, Dawn, don't worry about it. I'll take care of this one. I had seen JimMellis.com, and I took a look at him on some of his YouTube videos, and I said, I got this one, Dawn. This one's fun. Um, Jim's a really funny guy, but also he's got a great background as well, so I'll handle it. So you're listening to Peter Mingles and Jim Mellis. And again, if you go to the website, JimMellis.com, you'll find him there. Jim, I love the selling profession. I um, I have kids that are older than yours. One of them just graduated from college, uh, and another one is on her way to college. Matter of fact, right now she's on an interview, and she's taking a maybe, if they accept her, a telemarketing position for a sales company. And I said, you know what? Everybody really has to learn sales. Everybody learn, needs to learn our finance, too. But everybody kind of like needs to know sales. Because if you have a background or some experience in sales, it's transferable anywhere you go. What and I, and I love promoting stuff that our guests have as well. So if someone wanted to hire you or someone wanted to buy something that you had, what do you sell? So tell us where to go find some stuff. And if we were a company and we're looking for a great, fun speaker for an event, what would we get? Okay. That, well, there's that, basically you, you can get in touch with me or, or my managers at, uh, at, at jimellis.com. Uh, the managers are brushwoodmediagroup.com. You can get in touch with me that way. But what, what I sell is two things. I, I, uh, well, three things. I, I do comedy at night. I can, you know, you can hire me for your for your kids' bar mitzvah if you want, or something like that. But but I also do. Um, Financial uh, seminars, like uh, companies that have gone through through mergers or something like that. I talk about uh, you know dealing with change. You know, I, the title of that talk is "You Don't Need to Hide Under Your Desk and Scream Until the Nice Men with the Medicine Come." You know, there's 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 ways to deal with the change of 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 a merger and all that stuff. And I kind of walk people through it. And it's funny and interesting and and insightful and and stuff that I went through. I was at a bank and it got bought out by another bank and and my boss was fired and people all around me were fired and and I kind of was moved up and it, it was it, it was scary for everybody and and so I learned. So I'm not just talking about it i actually learned by doing this stuff and you know i might do talks about uh with teamwork like we all know what happens when a partner or a group has chemistry you know even in a personal relationship if there's chemistry you're you're doing 10 times better than the two of you could or 10 of you can do separately or so so i have a whole topic on um the chemistry and trust and risk taking together and and I call that one drinking at work is unacceptable if you didn't bring enough for everybody and so I have so I have and 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 then there's other people that are cuz I I come from a different a, a different way you got to love what you're doing you got to and I and I show you how to do that too so I do a talk on that too you know take ownership and responsibility for your happiness and success, you know, and that one is uh, you shouldn't sweat the small stuff. You should pee on the small stuff and then giggle when people touch it. You know, so so th- th- I have different ways of of uh, going about it and all that stuff. But the th- the big thing is, I mean, and I could go on with the topics. There there are different topics that I do, as well as being a CFO consultant. I go in there and I help people do things. Um, but the big thing is you gotta you gotta have values. You know you gotta have a core value. You know how companies when you walk in the door they might have their mission statement somewhere or their their values somewhere like that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ba- basically, I think you should have them. You know, per- you know, for yourself, like your personal values for your own. Like, like for me, I'll give you an example. And again, th- th- it, if you can't come up with them, I can I can help you come up with them. You know, th- these are things you need to thrive in your in your personal life. Like if if you have these five things in your life, you're unstoppable. Or or six things. It should be a few. It shouldn't be like twenty different things because then it gets complicated. And again, if this is too hard to come up with, you know, you can tell your listeners 
who are the five people you admire the most and what do you admire most about them? And the chances are these are your values. You know, so, so that's an easy way to go about it. So, so to give you an example, mine is um, I, I, yeah, I have to have authenticity. I have to be authentic. I can't be one guy at the office and a different guy at home. And there's got to be love there. I've got to love what I'm doing got to mean something to me and the, the third one is it's got to be fun and the fourth one it, it's got to be peaceful i can't work on a trading room floor when people are barking and yelling all day long and and the the the, the last one there's got to be generosity there's got to be a way i can give back and help others in a way so those the, those are my values so every decision i make everything i do everything that that's um, that 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 helps me move forward. It's got to have those values, and and when you have that, you're you're, you're having fun at what you're doing. So you kind of try to get this get this at, at at for for each individual person you work with, you know, get them to get their values. So this way they're they're happy. And again, when you're happy and you love what you're doing, it's you're unstoppable. Have, maybe I'm sure you've gone through this, like. Um, when you reach goals that are that are hard to get and and uh, they're very you know these little goals like uh, um, if you make a low goal for yourself you don't have any motivation for it but if you have a high goal and you love what you're doing it it it's probably 10 times harder but for you it's easy cuz it's kind of like a, a a labor of love type thing for you you know so so you start off that way and that's sort of helps get all the other stuff like a domino effect. You're less stressed. And, right. and if you're if you're less stressed, you, you know, you can reach your goals a lot easier and I can give you examples of that too. But I I I couldn't tell if you had another question or not there. Oh no, no, you're doing you're on a roll. And uh, <laughs> what I have found that although there may having those things may not be a guarantee for success, not having those things is almost like a guarantee for failure. Because the people yeah. won't have the intestinal fortitude to do the necessary things that people have to do. So yeah. building a building a business and turning around stuff, you can have fun with it, but invariably and undoubtedly, it could be really hard work, long hours, many sacrifices, balances a little bit off life. You know, it's easy to have things out of whack when you're turning something around. But oh, yeah. a lot of it really helps when you have fun as well. So it kind of makes it that much more pleasurable and meaningful, I think, when there's a lot of laughter going on around whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. Like, like uh, I, I am, I'm, I'm saying, uh, you, you, you are also the the stress too. Like, it's you're you're a lot less stressed when you're having when you're having fun at what you're doing. And and again, it's got to be fun. If you don't like what you're doing, uh, you, you need to find a way to make it work for you or or leave, like one or the other because it's not it's not it, it, that has to be part of it. You got to have your values as part of what you're doing. Now now again, it, 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 a way to explain it to you cuz people are like stress, you know, that's that's just me worrying about things, but it's it's a lot more than that. Like you have kids and all that. I play this game with my son where, you know, I tell him I'd come up with an animal that starts with the letter B. Now, if you're doing this, you yourself are doing this with in front of an audience of a, a million people, and you got spotlights in your face, and someone asks you, and and you're going to win a million dollars, and they'll say, "Come up with an animal with the letter B." You might not be able to do it because it's stressful. It, it might sound simple, but but when you're relaxed and you can you can rattle off like a million animals: bear, bat, badger, baboon, bird. You know, you could go on forever or something like that with with this stuff. So uh, stress. It, it 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 has a huge effect on things like you don't think right when you're stressed out you're not doing things the right way you're, and and that's the easiest way i can explain it with just like a kid game to show you it's a lot harder to do things when you're stressed out and it physically messes you up too you get ulcers you get i don't know headaches stomach aches migraines all that kind of stuff just from worrying just from stress there Right, and uh, stress is a big thing. You know, anybody, we have a lot of people that deal with health and nutrition, and they'll tell you that stress, even though maybe not defined specifically when we use a general term like stress, but it does really wear you down. It'll wipe you out, and chances are you stop thinking. 
I look at the stuff that you put in place would be ideal for companies that are doing super well that want to continue to ride that wave and crucial for companies in crisis. And I would imagine that today um, there's a lot of companies that are still somewhat in a crisis situation. We've been through, besides the 2001 situation with 9-11, which literally, and if you were in New York, I mean, there were some companies that literally were gone as a result yeah. of being in those two businesses that were gone. Um, and we know some people that were there when it happened, and they lost whole entire businesses as a result of that. And then there's, you guys had in New York hurricanes and other types of issues <laughs> yeah. like that. Those are all big things. You yeah, know? And, yeah, they shut us without down. That, without stress, yeah. Without, you know, a sense of humor, that stress could really just be the nail that just puts those companies away. So what types, I know you said you deal with some pretty serious stuff right now relative to the topics, but you blend your stuff in place. If I were a company, who would be the type of company that you would work with? Would it be a small company, a huge company, combination of both? You kind of customize whatever you do to whatever they need. How does that work? Yeah, I've worked. I've worked with everyone. At I, the, the speaking engagements are more with uh, mid-sized companies to large ones. But the, the um, I, I've done one-on-one with sole proprietors. You know, one person owners you know, who are or are even uh, you know afraid to get a loan at the bank because their their credit is shot and and that and that's like a thing that I I find a lot of people are afraid to even look at their own credit report and many times they'll they'll find out it's not as bad as they think all they have to do is look at it and see and 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 I help them clean it up so I can and again I can do, I do mid-sized companies mostly but I but I've done the larger companies um, you know, with the with the mergers, I've done the larger companies, and and also uh, people who uh, they, they, there's one topic where the larger companies like is learn to celebrate work and create a positive environment, and and that that topic I call if you didn't wake up in a bloody drenched teddy bear costume with a strangled male prostitute by your side, you're doing okay. <laughs> so, so, basically, it's uh, you don't want to, you know, if if you just walk into work and a bus comes by and splashes water on your suit and and you spill your coffee and somebody yelled at you and, and in the subway and you let all this get to you, you're starting off like hating the day and and you know you need to be positive about this. It's tough, but you need to say here, like to me, all that would be funny i'd be able, i'd call up my wife this can you believe what happened to me and you know it was you know you kind of make it make it a, a positive thing it's it's tough because if you go in with the mindset this day is going to stink it's going to stink so and it's exactly the opposite if you go in with the mindset this is going to be a good day so you just got to make it work and i kind of during my talks i kind of give little little um tricks and little things you can do to make make things good for you so in okay i'm going to switch topics a little bit of course i was listening to what you said a little bit earlier about some of the things that you had done and one of the things that for company owners maybe like myself that we're looking at is the impact of what's going to happen with uh what do they call it the affordable care thing otherwise known as obamacare I get yeah. real serious when I start to think about that because when I see what I know as what's happening, it looks like there's going to be a pretty big transition. I don't know if it's going to be good. I know if you start to listen to some people, it's going to be a real challenge. And there's a lot of stress relative to what's happening with transitions in healthcare. Since you were someone that had dealt with hospitals, that's from the other side, right? Like we see it because yeah. we go to hospitals. You see it because you actually helped hospitals. What do you think is going to happen as a result? Or give us the good, the bad, and the ugly as a result of now this transition. Because as a company owner, I'm looking here as my health care costs are going up per family member. I'm looking at if I was a fast food franchise and I have more than 50 people, I have to worry about cutting people down to part-time because they can't afford maybe their full-time thing. Now I have to ask people that may not be educated on making decisions to make decisions on which kind of a thing they want versus I'm going to have to just say, well, we'll just pay the penalty. What are your thoughts about what's going on? And, again, I'm switching you from the comedy stuff to now taking advantage of the stuff that you do as a CFO and the stuff you've done with the hospital. What do you think is on the horizon? 
Well, the the horizon is 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 tough to figure out. That's what CFOs do. You got to do all the numbers, but but basically the fine the the um, the, the healthcare thing. Uh, uh, at least in my case, when I was dealing with the, the college and then the hospital, healthcare insurance had gone up. If you were with the exact same insurance, like let's say you had Blue Cross or Aetna, the exact same insurance every year as, as a company owner, it went up not 2% or 3% like the inflation, but it went up 20%. And you would have to change policies or raise the deductible or do something to keep it from going up as much as it did. That, that's what I was accustomed to. That's what I had to do. And, and even at the school, we, we got creative. You know, I, I basically, uh, the, the last few years, I basically raised the deductible, but I told all our employees, listen, it's lowering our premium costs, but the good thing is the company will take will pay the deductible, and it wound up working out cheaper. So you, you know what I'm saying? Like our premiums went down, but we had to pay deductibles, and, and so they didn't shoot up 20% for having the same insurance policy. And, and right now, with, with the last few years, like the stuff with the, with the, the Affordable Care Act, is it's going to be hitting in a year or two. And from what... From what I'm being told, it's from both sides. You got to kind of weigh it somewhere in the middle. That it's it's hopefully going to get things more competitive. But again, we're not sure until we see it all lay out. There's still people fighting it. There's still people, you know. So right now, it's I think it's it's going to be stuck somewhere in the middle where it's going to keep going up. And I'm hoping it'll go up at a less at a, at a smaller rate. But for the last eight years, we'd had to be creative every time. You couldn't just keep the same insurance. And sometimes they they cancel that sort of policy, and you have to get a, a policy that's close to it. You know, some some of them you you can only have one one doctor that's on the plan, and he can't be off the plan. Some of them you can you can get doctors that are that are off the plan, but the the premium shoots up. So so we had to get. Um, with us, we had to offer a few different versions, a few different plans to our people, and and uh, depending on what it was, it we worked it out. So it was it worked out to five percent more every year. We we were trying to do whatever we could to make insurance five percent more every year, and and I can help your people with that because it gets complicated. There's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of things you got to figure out there. Right. The reason why I wanted to go over that is because in addition to being a fun person to be around, there's the whole, hey, wait a minute, I'm still the CFO kind of a thought yeah. process as well. So they can hire you for the legitimate stuff to go out there and kind of figure this stuff out, but also, you know, take a little bit away from the stress, which makes a big difference when you're working somewhere. Because if you're working somewhere and there's all stress, it's really tough. We're going to push a button over here. We're going to come back right after our next commercial. We'll be right here. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. Okay, we are back. Peter Mingles here, riding solo. Dawn Wright DeBronce is my co-host, and she's um, probably still involved in a marketing meeting. As a result of that, I said, I'll take over. Jim Mellis is a great, funny guy as a comedian. If you go take a look at some of the stuff that he's done on his website, you take a look at some of the stuff that he's done on YouTube videos and the stuff that I saw just hysterical and certainly helped me with some of the tension that I had been facing today, being a Monday, and also the cable guys 
who actually the utility guys were making sure the telephone poles weren't rotten out, so they decided to dig a three- or four-foot thing around it, drilling holes, punching things. So I can tell you my telephone poles going to last forever, but my Internet went down and my televisions went down all day long. So it was stressful, Jim. And the result <laughs> of, you know, you just kind of get into that everyday stress funk. And then I watched some of your stuff, and it kind of, like, made it a lot easier for me to kind of get through the day. So thanks for being here. Um Let's talk about, okay, if a company is having some challenges and they want to bring you in for the academic stuff, you'll be able to help them with as a CFO, and they're stressed out, but also the fun stuff you can do. I was looking at your site, seeing the speaking agenda, success through laughter, and then some of the topics, laugh your way to the top. How could, like if I hired you, if we were in that stressful situation, how would hiring you help me out? What would you cover? What would we do? Okay, so so you're you're saying a success through laughter. Basically, you have to have. I mentioned a little bit about it at the beginning. You you have to start with values. So the values are the first domino, and once you get what makes you happy, what makes you excited, then then we work on putting this stuff into effect, and and that and that knocks out usually knocks out the stress and and then we work out what your problems are and then we figure out how to make those your business problems i mean not 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 the stuff at home but we can work on that too but but for the the business problem we work on on those and and each one we, we come up with a plan and again when you're prepared and you have a plan and you put it together it kind of it all starts flowing things it's sort of like the weights starts coming off your shoulders and things start going together and again you 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 also have to be doing this from a good place you have to be compassionate i even have a a a talk about you know you know compassionate communication uh, you know because you know how um, it's basically enhancing your communication you know how every office has that one person who walks around spouting cliches and and you just want to stick a knife in his head or something or a fork in his you you know you got to do things in a good way. Um, don't don't say something. Don't like a. Don't, you don't say something like I told you how to do this ten times, and because you're an idiot, you don't listen and you do everything wrong. If you say something like that, you're probably not going to get favorable results. The, you know, the people working for you might might get the thing done. They might do the bare minimum to keep you happy, but they're not going to like their job. They're not going to like what they're doing. So you try to work with people. You got to talk differently. You got to approach things differently. And I kind of help you do this through through different ways. And and every one of these things starts with way back in the beginning. You don't do things just for the money. You do things that are that that are value driven. And and I, I read an article. I think it was either on CNN or or the the opinion on Wall Street Journal, one of one of those there. It was a while back. Basically it it mentioned how um you know people say they have no time they have no time and 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 they did a study where you you work as many hours as you did 50 years ago the difference is you, you might even have more time because you do less stuff less stuff that they did at home you do less home things and all that so you actually have more time but it feels like less because you're 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 stressed and you're working for Getting the if you're an hourly employee, you're working for getting in more hours, it, or or whatever it is. If you're doing uh, something something else, you're you're working on that. But it, it turns out if you those people who volunteer, who actually help others, actually have more time. They get what they need to done. They help other people, and they kind of work it all out. And and that all ties back to you're doing things that 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 are valuable to you. you you're you're working off your value and you're doing things that make you happy. So, so it, it's a weird test. It's a weird thing, a weird study. You'd think we have less time, but we actually have the same or just or, or, or more than we did 50 years ago. Wow. Now, you said something about volunteer work, and I was looking at your site before, and I saw that you do something with a 5013C nonprofit. So yeah. tell us about what you and Michelle do there. Michelle is your wife. So tell us about what yeah. you and Michelle do there. Yeah, we we basically started a, a charity, and and again, it started. Um, the inspiration behind it was our son Grayson. Uh, he was born on Thanksgiving Day. 
uh, not last Thanksgiving, the one before, and it was the best Thanksgiving ever. I didn't get to watch any football games or eat any turkey, but it was my best Thanksgiving ever, and the best part was because I didn't have to hang out with my family. You know, sorry, guys, turkey's in the fridge. Help yourselves. We're going to the hospital to crank out a kid. But, but again, we're in our 40s, and you don't understand how many people told us, you know, that, that, that you're not going to have a healthy kid. You know, why are you even doing this at this age? You're, it, it was it was very, very a tough time and all that stuff, and we wound up having a great, healthy kid all that and and everything and our son is the most important thing in our life and we created a life where we'd be hands-on parents and and we wanted every kid to have all the advantages he has so we started a and we've always been giving back we had a strong practice of donating and giving back bringing awareness to causes important to us so so we we figured this was time to walk our walk talk our talk so we put together this charity it's a 501c3 that means it's it's uh, tax deductible it's not like some guy made a foundation and it's all going to him it this is tax deductible you, you can write it off and basically we do uh, shows comedy shows where we have good name uh, comedians and all the money go that that's brought in from the tickets goes to a, a different a different uh, group like the last one went to all the sandy storm victims the one before that went to kids which stands for kids in distress situations uh, and and things like that and the the one before that uh, went to the united way i mean we kind of had have different ones and and if you want you can email me if you have a charity we we want to that you want us to do a show for we can get it going for you you know we love doing it and it's a lot of fun it's all it's a lot of work but it's a lot of fun too and and it makes a difference in people's lives yeah, yeah, and it and it's and it's great. It's a great night, you know. Everybody, it's it's basically the best comedians, and the comedians like doing it too because they're. It makes them feel great too because they're doing it for a good cause. They're not they're not just out at a bar at four in the morning and and doing their thing and going back home to an empty apartment or something like that. They're doing something that's helping out people. Makes a big difference. Well, like I said during part of our interview, a lot of our guests. Uh, working from home so they're raising their families they're enjoying their kids they're living their own life by design if you can share with maybe some people that are listening in that are kind of on the fence you went from the security of a regular job to maybe the insecurity but security of your own efforts by kind of doing the stuff that you're doing now when you started to have the baby and you're continuing on along that trend right now help some of the people that are listening in, give us the rah-rah, shish kind of speech, if you can, <laughs> to say, you know, go out there, take a step. It was scary, but I kind of did it, and I planned for it and stuff like that. But from what I'm hearing you say right now, you're living your life by design. The money may not always be the same, but you're living your life by design because your priorities are where they are. So give us that little speech or words of encouragement, if you can. Yeah. Again, you, you gotta you gotta be where you, you gotta be doing what you love is one, and you gotta have a plan. You can't just kind of pray and cross your fingers. You gotta have a plan. You gotta be doing what you love, and and it, it'll all fall into place. It, it, you, and again, the plan is the biggest part. You don't say, okay, I'm going to tell my boss to stick it, I'm leaving tomorrow, and I'm going to open up an office. And, you know, you got to figure out how do I open up the office. you got to ask yourself the tough questions. How am I going to get that loan? You don't just, um, you know, because I had a line of credit as a backup to the savings I had. And, and as a backup to that, I had I had other other things in place. You know, I had about six things in place if if the first four things fell apart. You know, so I, I kept I kept the kept everything going. I didn't just uh, say I'm I'm done with it and I'm gonna do it on go take a bus to Hollywood and hope I get a a movie career. I'm not telling you to do something crazy. I'm telling you to think it through. But it's doable. I mean, there's someone out there that decided to make clothes for for pets like um fancy clothes for pets and they're doing well now if they didn't love what they're doing that that 
wouldn't work. Like if I tried to do that, that wouldn't get out the door. But this person is making a great business and doing well, making fancy clothes for pets and, and all that stuff. And, and I wouldn't have thought, I would have shut it down. I wouldn't have thought that was smart at all. But it worked, and, and she's doing excellent there. So it, it, it doesn't matter what your dream is, but you got to have a plan and you got to have it in your belly. you got to have that fire in your belly to get it done, to, to do the work. For it. Yep, well, we're going to run out of time. JimMellis.com, J-I-M-M-E-L-I-S.com. Jim, I'm gonna sh- we, we're all going to lose our the time over here, so I'm going to push a button. We'll play our extra. Thanks for being on our show. Guys, check him out, JimMellis.com. Thanks, Jim. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.